0: welcome to the world in 10 the big news stories of the day explained and analyzed by the times of london with toby gillis and the next voice you'll hear lou newton
1: first we head to the middle east where hopes of a new ceasefire are growing It's rare we're able to bring you even slightly positive news out of Gaza. But for the first time in a long time, a ceasefire may be on the cards. That's because fresh negotiations began between Israel and Hamas. And the US say they're very serious discussions. That's supported by the rare presence at the talks in Egypt by Hamas leader Ismail Hania.
0: There are inevitable sticking points. Israel only wants to discuss a temporary ceasefire in exchange for the release of hostages. Hamas is reportedly only interested in a deal that will permanently end the war.
1: And at the time of this recording, it's hard to say which way things might go. But one thing that's clear is that peace in the region remains a long way off. And these talks aren't even discussing that.
0: So... While the situation there remains up in the air, we wanted to take our analysis in a slightly different direction. It's possible that you've noticed, as I certainly have in the UK, that there's a general trend of support, almost unconditional support actually, for the Palestinian population... From young people.
1: And you're not imagining it, Toby, because one poll in the New York Times found that three quarters of people aged between 18 and 29 disagree with how Israel's main ally, the US, is handling the war. And TikTok is awash with pro-Palestinian content.
0: The question is why and it's one that so many people are wondering that our sister podcast stories of our times has done a whole episode on it today we're going to play you a clip now from its host katie tarrant who works on news and investigations for the sunday times
1: on platforms like tiktok for every one pro-israeli video watch there were 65 pro-palestinian videos tiktok is notoriously secretive about their Algorithms, but I mean, just being able to see that you know, hashtag Free Palestine was used 39 times more than the hashtags I Stand With Israel was used, for example, sort of shows what people are wanting from that app. The videos that make the money are those that are just visceral and emotive, and they drive people to feel something. When you feel something, you're going to keep scrolling. You're going to keep engaging with the app. If you have. A vocal generation who the sort of videos they're seeing make them very against what israel is doing that becomes a problem
0: you can listen to the whole episode of stories of our times does gen z have a problem with israel now wherever you get your podcasts
1: Rarely just four days before Christmas can such a seismic sporting story have been plonked onto our laps than has happened today. The whole of European football might just have blown up with a court ruling that can't be appealed.
0: Worth starting with some background. A couple of years ago, out of nowhere really, 12 of the continent's biggest clubs announced the formation of a so-called European Super League. It would have contained 20 teams, but it was a closed shop for the founders. They'd have been in it forever, no matter how they performed, and with that would have come unimaginable riches.
1: There was almost total opposition to the idea from supporters to such an extent it was killed off inside 24 hours. Later, many of the clubs involved were punished by their domestic leagues for the breakaway attempt. And then FIFA, that's the sports world governing body, and its European counterpart UEFA, declared any attempt to play in a competition they don't support would result in bans from those they do.
0: Today, though, a legal challenge to that. And the Super League won. So is the formation of the league now inevitable? And is this the end of European football as we know it? The best person to ask is the Times' European football reporter, Tom Allnut, who joins us now. Welcome, Tom. Um, Most of the clubs originally involved in this, especially in England, vowed never to try again. But, of course, money talks, doesn't it? So do you think this ruling might see them U-turn again? And, I mean, it does feel like it needs the clubs to get off the ground, doesn't it?
2: Hi, Toby. Well, I think it certainly needs the Premier League clubs to get off the ground. You know, we know now that the English teams are sort of top six, top seven, even top eight now, by far the wealthiest and most powerful football clubs in the world. And so any kind of new tournament like this probably doesn't really have the kind of legitimacy that it needs unless it has Manchester United, Liverpool, et cetera, involved. Whether or not they're going to U-turn, I guess it depends who you ask. You know, if if you talk to sort of the Premier League and you talk to these clubs publicly, they're all saying we're not interested, we listen to the fans. um, But... The Super League very much insists they're holding talks with many of these clubs behind closed doors and a lot of them are still interested. And why are they interested? Well, because money talks, as you say, and the the Super League will probably offer hundreds of millions more than the existing Champions League and Premier League can.
1: Tom, the firm behind the Super League, A22, has announced a new format. Do you think the fact this one is a meritocracy will change fans' minds?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a difficult question, I guess. I mean, one thing is that, you know, fans in England are, are very much against this idea. Fans in Europe are surprisingly actually much more pro it. I mean, if you if you talk to sort of fans of Barcelona and Real Madrid, they'd see the Super League as a, a sort of an, an inevitable thing, you know, that why wouldn't you want to see more of the biggest teams playing each other more often? I mean, the, the Champions League format, I think a lot of people would say that it's got rather stale. In fact, even UEFA kind of admit that because there's going to be a, whole new revamped Champions League next year in 2025. So everyone is kind of in agreement here about the need for something slightly fresher, slightly more glamorous, for want of a better word. The question is, who wins that argument? This is the kind of the battle that's being waged. You know, this ruling this morning was a significant checkpoint. But equally, this battle now is going to be sort of carry on inside and outside the system for years to come.
0: Okay, Tom Allnut, thank you so much for joining us. Um, For non-football fans, it is almost impossible to explain the significance of this ruling. But what is clear, it will widen the financial gap between the richest few clubs and the rest, which in Europe is already causing a disparity in quality that's in most people's view, damaging competition.
1: Although there is one thing they might like, A22 has announced it intends for every match to be available to watch for free on a new dedicated streaming platform. Last week, you may remember we covered the effective cancellation of Gerard Depardieu in France after a TV documentary appeared to show him making lewd comments to a 10-year-old. The film was the last straw for the actor's industry, which has slowly moved away from him since allegations of rape and sexual assault that surfaced five years ago.
0: It's important to say that Depardieu has always denied the claims against him. And now he's found himself an unlikely ally in the president of France, Emmanuel Macron. He's told a TV station there he won't strip the actor of his Légion d'honneur, France's highest honour, adding he's a great admirer of his work and called the situation a manhunt. The Times' reporter in Paris, Adam Sage, told us there are two possible reasons Macron would move in this direction.
2: Maybe he thinks that whilst amongst Parisian Feminists, um, and in the media, Depardieu has been criticised, and there's been opprobrium poured on him. Possibly, a, a silent majority of French people don't share this opinion, and Macron might be reckoning that he's playing to those people who really don't care and just think that he's a great actor. It may also be the case that Emmanuel Macron is currently embroiled in a very, very difficult row over his immigration bill, he may be quite happy to have started another different row and shifted the media agenda.
1: There's been a lot of criticism from the left in France, although Macron's ministers have been pretty quiet on the issue.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine they're surprised given the president himself stripped Harvey Weinstein of the Légion d'Honneur in 2017. That despite him having yet to be convicted at that time of any sexual misdemeanours.
1: And finally, here's a story that might get couples thinking about their nighttime routine. Cameron Diaz, Hollywood actress, wants to normalise couples sleeping in separate beds. Yeah, and she
0: might have had quite a lot of people on board, although maybe she went too far then and said separate houses would be good. (laughs) I
1: have a lot of questions. Are we doing separate food shops? Where does the dog live? What about the bills? Why are we heating two houses? No, no, no. There's just too much to think about. I don't like it.
0: Well... It's okay, Lou, because they don't actually do separate houses, but she could be onto something with sleeping arrangements because apparently it's quite popular. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine said a third of couples sleep in separate beds. It's all very interesting. You can read about it now, of course, on the Times website.
1: Well, alas, I do not have that problem. And that is all the time we have for today. So thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow.